Hello, Mama. I hope your day is just filled with so much goodness. Mine has been good, really good. However, motherhood is just funny. Like, I was supposed to have four work days this week, just half days, just a few hours at a time, but I went from four to one. <laughs> between babysitter being sick, uh, also my grandma being sick, which is a whole different story. Um, you know, at least it wasn't us being sick this week, but it feels like that is every week how things go. And yeah, motherhood is just a series of going with the flow. Like what is happening next? Cause you can plan all you want and you should be planning. However, things will shift and change. Anyways, that's just a side note. Uh, I hope that you're feeling in the flow (laughs) this week. Anyways, I'm excited to continue our series on parenting yourself, helping give yourself the tender and tough love that you give to your kids. And we're talking about all of the ways that we need to lean into caring for ourselves so that we can be healthy, right? We're always challenging our kids and helping them grow and thrive because we're pouring love into them and we're uh, making sure they're, you know, doing the right thing and helping them make good choices. But then we just neglect ourselves and we figure we're already adults. So we can just, you know, not even have ourselves on the board uh, in terms of like on our radar in terms of what we're thinking about and caring for. And that just does not work. If you are struggling in your life, if you're struggling with anger, anxiety, any overwhelm, then this might be a huge factor in your life. So I am excited to continue this series because you got to start with you in order to build a healthy family. And today we're going to continue the conversation about building a healthy environment in our home. And this one gets me just so excited. I'm so passionate about it because I've just seen in my life how much my environment contributes to how I'm feeling and how I show up. So get excited. This is just, it's just fun. I I hope it's fun for you too. I know some parts of it can be a little heavy uh, and maybe challenging, but we, we need that challenge. So just get ready because God might just want to speak something new to you today and just be ready to receive it. Uh, again, none of this is to make you feel bad or guilty. I'm not here for that, but it is to move you forward because we are going to feel better when we move forward in these areas. So uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Mama, so excited to dive back into our conversation today. And uh, if you haven't listened to the last episode about setting the environment for yourself, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. I just kind of set the scene for why this is so, so essential. And I spent a lot of time talking about that, so I won't dive into it today. But we began 
discussing the different categories of what we need to pay attention to when it comes to our environment. Uh, We think about this for our kids a lot, but we don't necessarily think about it for ourselves. And so we started off with talking about the aesthetics of your home. How does it look? How does what you see with your eyes impact the feeling of the home? Uh, I made a big point to talk about clutter specifically with kids' toys. And it is just something I'm so passionate about. And I was thinking about it, you know, after I finished the podcast. And I think one of the reasons I am so passionate about this is it kind of goes to a deeper place of making sure that our homes are not child centric. And I have a whole episode about this. I should have looked up which one it was. It was, I don't know, probably 50 episodes ago. Good luck finding it. I'm sorry. We do have a podcast guide uh, that'll help at least get you in the right direction. You can go into the Facebook group and find that. You can go to morning, go into Facebook and search for Morning Mama Collective and you can join. We, I love seeing people join. I love getting to hear just a little bit about your life and who you are and just uh, some of the interactions in there are so cool. So come find us. You can download the, the podcast guide there. But anyways, um, Yes. Okay. So child centric. That's where I was going. (laughs) I don't believe in creating a homes that are child centric. I don't believe that our lives should revolve around our kids. Now I know sometimes practically speaking that it feels that way, right? When they're little, like they have such high needs and demands that we are spending the bulk of our time, you know, caring for them. However, I think it's a mindset of, okay, they are not the ones that this is all about. It, it is not them in the center of our home, the center of our lives. Like they are not up on this pedestal. And I think culture, and again, I dive a lot deeper into this in that episode. I think it's something about, do you have a child-centric home or something like that? But those, those kids, our culture is telling us in a lot of places that those kids should be elevated. The kids should be the most important. I've even seen like people say that their kids are more important than their marriage and, and both spouses agree on that. And that's so backwards. That's not God's way. And so we've got to make sure we're not putting our kids in the center. God is at the center. And then after that, our marriages. And then after that, our kids, which also ourselves are in there too. Ourselves are in the category with God because in that relationship with God, we are, we're daughters of the King. And so we are taken care of as daughters of the King. We have to start there with our identity and our belonging, but all that to say, <laughs> the kids don't go at the center. And so our houses should reflect this. And I believe that's how we create a healthy home is when the kid has not taken over the entire house and it, it just looks like a kid lives here. Now, I think, you know, I am not the biggest, I don't love toys. I don't love a lot of them. We have very limited toys here. Um, my kids' rooms have a little bit more, but we have gotten rid of a lot and scaled back a ton. And I'm not like all the way to the side of like a true minimalist by any means. However, I'm for that. I just, we haven't quite gotten there. You know, I'm kind of in the middle, but I, I deeply believe, I mean, even research shows that kids play better when there's less toys. That's a, that's a side note though, (laughs) but we do not need to have their kid, their toys taking over every room of the house or even any of the rooms of the house, unless it's like a specific playroom. And 
that actually is healthy for them, I believe. And for us, right? We have to consider how it makes us feel because we are the ones that are having to carry the load. We are the ones having to stay regulated when we're dealing with tantrums. We are the ones having to wake up in the middle of the night with the babies crying, right? We are the ones that have to pack the lunches and get everyone out the door and and be peaceful and calm while we're still getting everyone to go, 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 right? There's so much we carry and we are trying to do it all with peace and connection. And so if we are just in this environment that is draining us and triggering us and increasing stress, we talked about how clutter research has shown it increases cortisol levels. So it's increasing stress in our bodies. It's going to be a lot harder to show up as who we were, who we're created to be, who we're called to be as a wife, as a mother, daughter of the king, anything. So We've got to stop letting our kids take over the house. And there's so many different ways to do this. And I'm definitely not an expert here. You can go look up minimal homes or ideas for kids storage or, you know, um, for us, what we have gotten to is we have like a few, uh, bins, like the clear big bins that slide under one of our couches. And we have one for Legos, uh, the bigger Legos, cause some of my kids are, um, younger still. So the bigger Legos, and then we have one for magnetiles. We now have one for blocks, which all three of those feels a little excessive. So I might scale back again. We'll see, um, trying to figure out all the different ages and their needs, um, which really kids don't really need toys. Uh, if you go and read the book, uh, what is it? Hunt gather parent. I think I talked about it a few episodes or a while back, a few months ago. Um, and it's not written from a Christian perspective, but there's a lot of great helpful thoughts in there for modern parenting and kids really don't need toys. So we got to kind of change our mindset around this too. Um, but so we have those three bins and then we have one bin of like the random characters and, um, fun things, but that one I'm always clearing out. Like there is constantly stuff going to goodwill from that bin. Cause it's just a bunch of little stuff. And I make sure that it's like empty enough that they can see everything inside of it at once. Um, and then we have a dress up box and that's it in our living room. The rest, uh, we have, we have a whole, uh, shelf of books for kids up there as well. Um, and then I guess we have like, this is probably when I need to scale back a little, we have like a little, you know, kids indoor bike that my baby loves to use. And we have a little baby stroller, which could probably go down to my daughter's room. I'm getting ideas as I'm talking to you, but that's what works for us. So you don't like the bins go under the couch. You don't see them. There's those couple like little toys up there. The dress up box is like a beautiful wooden box that it's all kept in. So you don't go into that room and you, you don't see toys uh, besides the bike and the stroller. But like, it's, it looks like a living room with a fireplace and chairs and a rug, you know? So again, you don't have to make it like our house, but that's just an idea for you to aim towards is a room. Like when I go in there, I feel peace. And then my kids will have a little bit more toys in their room. Like there's a play kitchen in one room, a dollhouse. There, my son has all of his little Legos in his room and we have, you know, organization systems with that, but we're always scaling that back as well. Because if you're having to constantly organize the toys and there's a problem, uh, you shouldn't have to be constantly organizing them. If you, if you're doing that, there's too many toys but I'm getting so off. I just want to kind of paint the picture for a goal here that I believe will set you free. You know, even when I'm talking about with the constantly cleaning up toys and organizing them, we hit a point, um, gosh, it was like a month ago now, maybe, or maybe a couple, maybe just a few weeks, but there was a two or three days in a row where we had some major battles with cleaning 
because there was toys everywhere and the kids are usually responsible, but they were having such a hard time and it created tension and I lost my cool a couple of times and my husband did too. And it was just an issue. And so I realized, whoa, red flag here. Like it's time to scale back again. And it makes made sense. We had just had all three kids' birthdays, Christmas, right? And so all the toys had piled up. And so it was time to scale back again. And so go to Goodwill again, right? Get rid of some of those older toys or the ones that just they're not quite playing with um, that aren't quite right for our family. And I scaled back and oh my gosh, night and day difference. We have not had any kind of battles since then over toys. And so that's even what I'm talking about with environment. And we're going to get to parenting expectations at the, the bottom of this list um, in terms of what, how you, what you're expecting of your kids. But if like part of the environment is creating a space that's uncluttered, that's clean, and that doesn't create unnecessary battles in your home. Because there's already, as we discussed, so many things to navigate as a mom. So we don't need to be creating more opportunity for that. Like if the stuff in your house is an issue, then get rid of it. Like those, that is, those toys are not worth the tears, not worth the stress, not worth the conflict. So like, if you feel guilty getting rid of them, like think about what it's causing in your family. Think about, is it really contributing in a positive way to your family or is it contributing stress and conflict? And I want you to be so honest with yourself about that and use that filter as you go through and declutter and try and create spaces that feel peaceful and our kids will benefit from that too they they also need that peace like all of like the clutter doesn't just affect our cortisol levels but it affects our ki- their our kids levels too so this is good for them i know it can feel counterintuitive sometimes especially in in some s- parts of culture but it is healthy So that's my encouragement to you. If you need help kind of decluttering, um, and I know it's not just the kids' toys. It could be your stuff as well. Maybe it's your kitchen stuff. Maybe it's your countertops, right? This is a a whole different topic. Uh, And some people that I go to for this topic, because I am not the expert in it, is um, one of the books that has really helped me is Declutter Like a Mother from Ali Kazaza. What I've loved to do with that book, I've done it a couple of times, I think. I will listen to it on Audible while I declutter, and it's just like the best feeling. It's And it just like inspires me as I go. It's it's great. Highly recommend that. Um, and then my person for all things system and organization, of course, is Chelsea Joe. She has a podcast, Systemize Your Life. Highly recommend her. I'm in her program right now um, to help me systemize my business, and I've taken all of her other stuff too. She's amazing. So... Those are a couple people, if, if you know that's an area you need to work on, um, my kick in the butt for you is to go make that happen because it's going to change so many aspects of your life. And then you need to go find your person that's going to help lead you and guide you in the details of that process. Okay. Spent a lot of time there, but it is a really important aspect of what we're talking about. All right. The next one we're going to go to is sounds. Now, I don't know about you, but this is one that is I mean, clutter for sure affects me. And, you know, I think it's because I've gotten the house so uncluttered that I, I feel the peace. But sounds, I feel like almost might even affect me more. Like, I cannot handle a TV being on. <laughs> it is like the peace in me just gets sucked out. 
And it's something I've had to work through a little bit because, you know, when my husband is, you know, he has a lot of games he watches, some sports. And so the TV's on more than I would like, which is still honestly not that much. But just I would have it never on um, unless we're specifically sitting down and watching, you know, one, you know, whatever we're watching. But the sounds. So I want you to think through, like, what is the sound of your house? Are there a lot of noisy toys in your home? Is the TV always on? Are there tablets and video games always on? Like, what does that look like in your home? And I want you to try and think about how that feels. Like, if there's ever a time where those are all off, how does that feel compared to when they're all going and going crazy? And now I know there's going to be different seasons of this, right? If you have teenagers, it's going to look different than what it looks like for me. But I just want you to think through this question for your season, for your life, and think about what it feels like in your home and what have you done to contribute to that, whether it's positive or negative. So for us, noisy toys are a big no. Uh, Now we aren't like hundred percent strict on this. Like my kids got a couple like loud things. They're not that loud, but they make noise for Christmas. So we've kept like one of those. And then we have like this Paw Patrol thing that's a year too old. We still have that. So there's like a couple. <laughs> and then the car has like one. Anyways, I'm super strict. I, I cannot handle the noisy toys and it's really not good for the kids either. And again, no shame here. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. You got to figure out what's best for your family. I just know for me that steals my peace. And also what is it doing to your kids? Is it, is it creating uh, more dysregulation in them because they're overstimulated. And that's often what those kind of toys do. So we have really, um, tried to eliminate a lot of noisy toys. Now I actually, this might sound backwards, but I actually love like kid instruments, you know, and I'll set a limit on it if it gets to be too much, but like, you know, real instruments, not electronic instruments, but like tambourines and harmonicas and, you know, drums, like all those kid ones. I love that. I think it's fun and we can do it as a family or they can make music. I think it's so fun and creative. And so that's different to me than like an electronic beeping thing or a thing that talks back to you. I, those are the things that I, I can't handle. Um, yeah. So I want you to think through like, what does that look like? What is screen time? What, what limits do you have on screen time? Um, are you intentional with that screen time or are you just leaving the TV on all the time and there's kids shows playing in the background? And again, this, I, I want to be careful here cause I don't, I'm, I'm not here for mom guilt or shame. And so this is just to help inspire you, but all of that TV on in the background is actually not good, not only for our brains, but for our kids' brains. And it does cause overstimulation. It makes them actually harder for them to learn. If there's a lot of noise in the background, it's harder for them to pick up on words and, and really be learning from all the things that are being said. And so it, it really is a benefit to everyone to really be intentional with screen time and, and, and what that sounds like. So like, what does that sound like in your home? And then that's the negative side of things. What about the positive side? I know for us, music can totally change the atmosphere of our home. Most mornings I will blast some like upbeat worship music as I'm waking the kids up for school because it's hard to get them out of bed. Like they're tired and they go to bed on time, but they, they just, they're sleepers and they want to be sleeping in the morning and it's like seven o'clock and I'm like, guys, you got to get out of bed. And so I'm like, have the worship music blasting from upstairs because our main floor is on the second floor. 
And I'm like, it just, it's helped me to be in the right mindset, to be energized and excited, help them get excited for their day and not let me be triggered because they're not listening about getting out of bed. So that really sets a positive atmosphere in our home. And and we use that all throughout the day, not, not every day, all day, but like different moments where I'm like, oh, we need a little pick me up here. Or we're kind of getting in, in the wrong direction with conflict and, and attitudes, me or them. And I'll put on some worship music. And so we use that to reset the tone or a dance party. Like if you have not, if you do not do regular dance parties with your kids, you are missing out. That can reset the tone like nothing else. If everyone is having a stinky attitude or tired or, or you're just wanting something like positive and high energy to do with them that isn't completely chaotic and it can get out of control a little bit, but it is so fun and so connecting and so easy. Just put on like some fun, upbeat music to dance to and man, I, at least my kids love it. I love it. It resets all of us. Um, you know, and so you can, I think most of us have experienced how music can set the mood for our homes. And so just like I have decluttered my house and, and put things in it that light me up aesthetically and, and feel peaceful. I do that with music. I I create a tone in the home so it feels positive. So it, it lifts me up instead of depleting me. So that's what we're, we're aiming for with all of these things. Another one to think through is smell. What does your house smell like? Does it smell like trash and diapers and rotting oranges, right? Or does it smell like candles and calming essential oils and all of this, right? And this is something I think most of us are pretty aware of, but I do love utilizing like positive scents to really also uplift my mood. So um, a lot of days I will diffuse essential oils that just like invigorate me and just set a nice either cozy um, tone to the house or wake me up, whatever that is. I I love doing that. And that can also just lift my mood and it just helps create this atmosphere in our home where it's like visually it's, it's peaceful and the noise is peaceful and the smell is peaceful, right? And it just helps set this, this tone that can really lift our spirits. So make sure you're, you know, I think most of us, our houses don't smell, uh, except for those like diaper bins. Gosh, those are the worst. We have one, but it's just the worst. It always smells. (laughs) But like overall, what does your house smell like? And making sure you're factoring that in. All right. The next one is pace. So what is the pace like in your home? Are you constantly rushing right? Never leaving enough time to go slow, never leaving enough time to really be intentional or like for a moment of laughter, right? Um, like I, I wrote down here, if you are rejecting hugs because you are too much in a rush, then you are going too fast. <laughs> Have you ever been in a moment where your kid's like, oh, I just want one more hug. And you're like, no, we've got to go. <laughs> It's just so real. And I have been there. And, you know, obviously there's also a place where the kids are just being manipulative at some point and like they just had eight hugs and it's really they need to focus. So there is that. <laughs> However, you, I think you can kind of assess yourself and tell the difference of like, OK, is it just so rushed that if your kid wanted to hug you, you wouldn't have the capacity for that because you're so in a hurry and so in that go, go, go mindset. So having that kind of pace in your home where you're always in that kind of rush, 
is going obviously to increase cortisol, is going to uh, steal your peace, it's going to create anxiety, it's going to create that anger. So what does that look like? Is your life so jam-packed with so many different things that you can barely keep up and you're just constantly going from thing to thing, just, okay, everyone's home, okay, get, you know, get your snack, finish your homework. We got to go to sports, right? And every day is like that. And now I know there's different seasons and you know, when your kids get older, there is more sports. And if you have a lot of kids, there's even more sports, but where are you creating margin? Because margin is essential for peace in yourself and in your home. And so if you don't have enough margin to let your kids make mistakes or let you make a mistake for that matter. If you don't have time to be silly in moments or for those hugs like I'm talking about, then the pace of your life is too fast. So you've got to figure out where you can input that margin. And sometimes, you know, it is sometimes it is eliminating things in our life and making sure that that we have a filter to make sure everything in our life is scaled back and and we're being so intentional with what, what we say yes to. But sometimes it's also just starting 15 minutes earlier in the morning so that you're not barking orders at everyone. And you get in the car and you're like, whoa, we've got five minutes to spare and we're going to be, you know, early to school. Right. So it's figuring out where those those starts are, like those timestamps are, so that you can have that peaceful morning. Because yes, of course, it affects our kids and we want to create a space for them to start their day in the right uh, vein and, and the right mindset. But also it affects you and how you're starting your day. And then if you're in a rush, rush mentality, you're probably not showing up as the mom you want to be. And then you're going to just be angry at yourself because of how you showed up. And you're like, man, I have to apologize again because I started getting angry. Maybe I may or may not know that from experience. Uh, you know, it's like too many days in a row of I got, you know, the kids up 10 minutes late and then I lost it at some point. Right. And then like, hey, something's got to change here. And we always have a talk in the car on those days that it happens. And I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I you know, I didn't leave enough time for us to, you know, really have time for everything. And I lost my cool and I'm sorry. We're going to really work tomorrow to work on this. And so anytime that happens, I talk with my kids about it. I apologize. And then I try and figure out, okay, what do we need to do? Can we pack snacks or lunches the night before? Do we need to get up earlier? What What are the things that we can have in place? we got to make sure the house is clean and picked up and backpacks are in the right place so that we can access everything we need in that moment instead of searching for things. Can we lay out clothes, right? So we're figuring out what that looks like. That's also about pace. We're going to talk about organization as well. But, you know, if you can do things ahead of time and plan ahead, that's going to help set that pace. So if you're like, we literally cannot get rid of anything in our life, you know, everything we've already thought through everything and we want to be committed to these things in this season. Okay. Well, then you've got to be intentional to be more prepared. And how can you simplify things, right? Can you simplify the snacks? Can you simplify uh, kids getting dressed in some way, right? How can, like, even someone uh, reminded me the other day, like, my three-year-old could probably put on her own Velcro shoes. And I was like, oh my gosh, that, that thought had not even crossed my mind. You know, when you have three kids, you just get into go mode and you're like, well, you know, my oldest can put his shoes on and 
you forget that the next kid needs to learn the same thing. <laughs> and so I'd forgotten to like really have her try and teach, you know, teach her. I'm sure like my son is, was doing it at age two, my, my oldest, you know, it's just so different as you go to through kids. So anyways, that's going to help. She knows how to put her shoes on now. That's great. How can, like, what else can you do that? What can you have the kids be a part of and take responsibility so that you can slow down that pace for yourself and for them? Okay. I think you get the concept and I hope you're taking notes here. I forgot to remind you, I said it in the last episode, but I want you to really identify one or two areas that you want to focus on to parent yourself in so that you can create an environment for you to thrive in. And I don't want you just to hear this, but to actually take some steps forward. All right. The next category is organization. So how is the ease of operation in your home? Can you find things easily? Are you constantly searching for water bottles or coats or shoes, <laughs> right? Do you know where to find a pen if you need it? Like, are, do all of the things in your home have a home and a place and you know where to, where to get them and your kids know where to put them and you, so they know where to find them the next day and you know where to find them and everyone's communicating and everything has a home. And this, I highly recommend you working on. Again, this is not an area of expertise for me, but those people I mentioned, Ali Kazaza, Chelsea Joe, those are great people to help you in this area. But it is essential that these things are in place because that, right, of course, it's going to affect the pace, but it's also going to affect your mindset because you know that feeling when you're trying to find that stinking shoe and you can't find it anywhere and you're like, oh my gosh, I am so frustrated, right? Like that environment is not going to lead to the kind of mom you want to be or just the kind of human you want to be or just it's not going to take care of you. So this is so essential and it's okay if this is an area of struggle for you, right? We all have those areas. This is an area that I have been working on for years and I'm still working on it. So it's okay if you're starting from like negative and some people are starting at like, you know, 10, that's okay. We're all in a different place and we can all move one step forward at a time. So just make sure you're prioritizing that. All right. The next one, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're getting really long here. Um, okay. We're going to pause here actually. And we're going to make this a three part episode because we have some big ones to talk about in the next episode. And I don't want to rush through them. The next ones that are coming up are heart environment, self and parenting expectations, which are all just obviously really key is how are we showing up in all of those ways. So, um, I first want to encourage you before we wrap up that if you want you know, and we'll talk more about this in the next episode, but if you, you know, it's not just the environment that's triggering you, but it's yourself and, and that core feeling like you're out of control, like you can't get it in control. You're filled with anxiety. You're filled with anger and you know, there's some deeper stuff going on, which is true for most of us, right? The environment for sure contributes, but ultimately if you're really struggling in those areas, there's also deeper work to do. And I would love to get to do it with you. That's why I created the Healed Mama Academy so that you can understand why that anger keeps happening, why you're stuck in anxiety, and you can have a roadmap to understanding and changing it. And that's exactly what I do is I teach you restoration theory, which gives you a map to understand how 
wounds from your childhood show up today as a mom and then what to do about it so that you can change those patterns that you are so frustrated with. And we have weekly group coaching and there's lots of worksheet and uh, video content for you to work through at your own pace. And I just love getting to be in your life and walk with you through this. And it gives you a map that you literally get to use for the rest of your life. Um, I, I have used mine for the past 10, 15 years, and it's changed so much for me. And I now understand every time I get triggered, why and how to fix it. And sometimes it takes a little bit longer, but I always can get there because I have a clear map to follow. And, you know, people that have been through this program before say that they have been using this map in their lives since then for years. So it is a game changer and I would love to get to do this with you. So go and get all the details at morningmama.co. That's morningmama.co. And I would just love to learn more about you and get to walk with this through, walk with this, walk with this through you. Nope. Walk with this. Nope. Walk with you through this. There we go. (laughs) I can't wait to see you over there. Morningmama.co. But anyways, let me just pray for you. And I'm excited to continue this conversation in the next episode. God, I just thank you for the gift of motherhood. God, that doesn't always feel simple or easy, God, but is so deeply beautiful and profound. God, I just pray that you would move in our lives. God, would you just give us wisdom to see these areas that we need to shift the environment in our home? Would you show us what what that can look like? God, give us inspiration. God, I pray against any lies of condemnation or, or unholy guilt, God, that we wouldn't be bogged down by this, but we would be inspired, that we would know that there's more, God, that we can get rid of some of these heavy feelings, heavy things that we're carrying around, God, because you promise that your burden is light, God. And so I just pray that every mama listening would experience that lightness. God, would you just show her that one next step that you want her to take, God? Give her insight into that, Lord. I just pray peace over her and over her family, Lord. God, thank you that you're so good to us and we can always depend on you, whatever we're struggling with. God, we give you all of the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Thank you.